What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I missed you all last week. I took the week off. Not for any good reason. I'd like to tell you that I was out exploring the universe, saving kids from Malaysian mines, getting down there, freeing them from their overloads, going to these places where they got the nickel, the cobalt, people working with their hands, scraping with their hands and knees, just trying to get little pieces of nickel so that you can have your smart car that works off the electric grid because of the sun and that doesn't require gasoline. I'd like to tell you that I was out there saving these kids, working their minds. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just home. I ate a lot of turkey bacon. That's basically all I did. But now that we took an entire week off, I ain't fucking around anymore. This episode right here, it's stacked and packed. After a whole week of rejuvenating my strength, laying in a bed, eating turkey bacon and jerking off, let me tell you, you've never seen more energy ever get into a run-your-mouth episode ever. Uh, you know, the directors, the producers of this program, they were hitting me. They're like, you, you don't have vacation time. You can't just be taking a week off. And you know what I did? I turned off my phone. I ignored these people's calls. I didn't even take up their calls. But then they kept coming after me. And then I was like, all right, listen, you, you call our sponsors. You let them know that I'm going to be back Monday morning with the stacked and packed episode. There will never have been more information packed into an episode of Run Your Mouth in the history of all the Run Your Mouths. Um, Wednesday, I ain't going to be at Cafe Bohemia. Come out any other week. You can still go. Howie Dewey's going to be there. It's going to be a good show. Uh, But this Wednesday, I'll be home uh, listening about how Jews left Egypt for the 40th time in my life. So that's what I'll be doing with my my time. If you want to pretend like you're with me, you can get drunk off wine, take some Yokratums, which you can get at Yokratum.com, home of the $60 kilo. And, uh, you know, just just bore yourself. You don't even need to learn the Passover Seder to have the experience of being with me at a Passover Seder. You just got to be home drinking wine and just do if you do any activity that's boring, then it's going to be like you and I are together. You will have been paying tribute. You want to experience the Jewish Passover experience. Just go do something you don't enjoy and get drunk wine doing it. That's all you got to do. There you go. You're practically you're halfway to being Jewish. And uh, speaking about celebrations, I hope everyone had a nice uh, trans visibility day. I don't know what you guys did. I drove around my car. I got a big foghorn. When I saw trans people, I said, I see you. I see you trans person. I know you spent all that money on that nice hairdo and those beautiful tits, but I know that you're not really, I see you trans person. It's trans day of visibility. And I want to let you know Oh my God. Do you, you guys believe this shit? Do you guys believe this shit? Fucking, uh, the internet, the internet, fi- I finally make my grand return to run your mouthing and the internet starts, uh, freezing up on me. All right. What else do we got in the, uh, um, going on today? Oh yeah. This is big in Florida. You know, they keep talking about teaching sexuality in schools. Uh, that that's one of the big DeSantis things. And here's how I would approach it. I would just be like class, you know, you can be whatever gender you want and you can be attracted to whoever you like. And that's why I'm going to need Becky to kiss Rachel. All right, let's get into the show. What do we got here? We got all sorts of topics. Let's start with how soon till I can take a Jacob Chansley yoga class. By the way, you want to meet some crazy bitches. That's the place to do it. The Jacob Chansley yoga class. You want to meet some ladies that just got off of heroin and now they're trying to put all their crazy focus energy into some breathing exercises and maybe need someone to, you know, help them with all that sweat after class. You got to hit up the Jacob Chansley yoga classes. I'm just saying when he reopens his shamanic studio down in Arizona, and also, these are going to be conservative crazy bitches because we're not, we don't get along with the liberal crazy bitches. You want the conservative? I'm just saying, all right, let's move on. What are, what are the topics we got on the show? We don't got to get distracted by all this nonsense. We got, uh, we got real topics here. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to murder someone. If my internet doesn't work today, be on the lookout for the news for Stanford, Connecticut murder. 
of a neighbor. Okay, here we go. Are people released from jail for mental illness allowed to go back to shamaning or do they lose their license? That's a good question. I, I'm, I'm looking forward for later in the show when we have coverage of that one because that, that's an interesting question right there. Uh, Narcan is going to cost $45, be made readily available to people, but who that needs it is going to buy it. I mean, that seems like a waste of perfectly good fentanyl money. Another good question. Our question guy is on point today. You know what? Maybe the production team needed a break. Maybe, I, I don't know what the rest of the production team did with their week off. Maybe they were eating two, turkey bacon too, but I, this feels refreshed. All right. Will the folks of Florida dress like Davy Crockett, build a moat and say, come and take him. We got gators, you sons of bitches. Next up, we got the record-breaking female Canadian bodybuilder, Beauty Secrets, to keep her feminine aesthetic even while roid raging and lifting weights. That's important. If you're going to be a male who declares himself to be female, but then still look manly, you're going to need some sort of a beauty regimen. And then last up, if the New York City DA ran for office on the pledge of indicting Trump, do we actually have a politician keeping their word? It's the first guy to ever do it. Isn't that pretty impressive? A guy actually promised to do something in politics, and he got it done. So if anything, instead of getting upset at this DA and telling him, hey, you're, you're taking political prisoners, we should actually be promoting this guy because he's the first person I've ever seen that actually got something done. All right, here we go. What else we got? What else we got? So we got the QAnon shaman. Fucking fuck. Do you guys believe this internet situation? I'm over here. I'm channeling the universe. You know what? This is what we're going to do today. I got this thing recording locally, so I'm not taking pauses. That's what I'm not doing. If the uh, if the show freezes up on me again, I'm just going to keep going, and then you guys can check out clean audio, clean uh, video over on uh, the other platforms where this show goes up. Uh, all right, so here we go. We've got Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, has been released from federal prison, transferred to a halfway house. And um, where's the rest of the footage? I mean, has, has Tucker Carlson abandoned the other January 6 people that have put, in, put into jail? He was out there. He said, hey, I got all this footage that nobody's ever seen. He puts out the footage of uh, Jacob Chansley. Jacob Chansley gets released from jail early. And uh, I, I don't know. I want to see almost like an NFL referee up there after reviewing the play on the field. We decided to have some compassion for the people. How come there isn't a full review here? So we got the footage of one single individual. He gets released from jail. And yet we're not seeing any of the other footage. And there's no talk about all these other cases being reviewed. These prosecutors should be going to jail. Whoever were the prosecutors who held back this information and had this guy in jail, and then suddenly uh, Tucker Carlson finally gets the footage, he puts it up on Fox, Fox News, and then these people get out of jail. Uh, where's gonna, where, we should be having a review of these prosecutors. What were the, like, how come there's no accountability for them of getting people basically wrongfully placed into jail? But of course, this guy wasn't being released from jail because of the information that came out. This is what's being said. This is Albert Watkins, the attorney who handled Chelsea's uh, Chansley's plea in sentencing, tells Time that the new footage did not play any role in his former client's release. Absolutely no, he says. I've seen no indication of any filings related to the new footage. There are no docket entries indicating the same. I, I don't know. This is like you, you caught your wife cheating on you and you're like, now nah, I was leaving for other reasons. What are you talking about? I, this is how they avoid ever getting busted. Literally caught red-handed. They put a guy in jail, then the footage ends up on television where everyone's like, well, that doesn't seem like a violent criminal. Seems like a 
person with mental illness that you guys paraded around the building so you could get good photo opportunities to try and sell your January 6th domestic terrorism thing. And I'm not even saying that's what happened because we've yet to see the footage of how he got into the building. Maybe the FBI has got the violent footage. And then later in the day, he had a really quick relapse from his uh, general mental illness where he was riding high at the beginning of the day. And he's like, we're going to break into that building. And then he got so exhausted breaking into that building. Once he was inside the building, we saw the other footage. Um, he was actually very compliant. He was nice to the officers. He got shown around and then went outside to tell everyone else, hey, Donald Trump, our noble leader, told us to go home. But we never saw him busting in. Maybe he was there with the fucking battering ram. And then all of a sudden, whatever meds he was taking started, started clicking in or wearing off. And then he had a change of heart. We don't know. But isn't it fucking shady as all fuck? I don't know if you can actually curse this much on YouTube. But let's go with it. Isn't it shady as all fuck that you got this guy in jail? We finally see some footage. Tucker Carlson gets threatened to not play any other footage, and that guy just gets out of jail for other reasons. That had nothing to do with the thing that we all saw on the news. I mean, talk about the evils of our universe that, one, not all the other footage is being reviewed. Two, these prosecutors aren't in trouble. The entire system, it just gets to continue. That's what happens here. They just go, ah, yeah, we're releasing him for other reasons. Don't look at what's going on here. QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley, halfway house neighbor, stunned to learn of his past. Now he's in a halfway house. He's just hanging out with this other guy. This other guy's saying he's quiet, he's cool. But what's going to happen when he gets his hat back? I mean, did he get his hat back? Is that like what I've seen in Blues Brothers when you check yourself into jail and then you got to sign for all your stuff? Black pants, black jackets, use condom, pack of smokes. What happens when he puts that hat back on? Maybe he gets all that energy back. Maybe he's being all chill now seeming all cool but you throw that hat on that guy and he's gonna be a fucking maniac once again getting out there and raging all right i think that's all i got on the QAnon shaman let's take some comments let's see what's going on we're actually live we're hanging out with the people what do we got anything goes does mad dog 2020 still count as kosher well, i never heard of it but yeah get after it enjoy it gavin l i thought it was my internet i blame your internet too you should take responsibility for your own internet okay Roscoe coming in, rob the fire, and let me tell you, that piece of silver that that guy gave me as our uh, currency goes to shit might be the thing that saves me. And Forest Mommy coming through, internet works as good as trans neo-vagina. There you go. Uh, just, you know, just pauses. You got you to gotta take pauses for it to re reboot and act more vagina-like. All right, and here we have um, a champion female bodybuilder out in um, uh, Canada. There it is. You want to know who's the strongest lady in all of Canada? You're looking at it right there on your screen. That is the strongest lady in all of Canada. So here's the story, at least the way that it's been told to me, forthhand, because I didn't research it. Because I was eating, this was last week's news. I, that was still when I was doing the whole turkey bacon thing. Now we're back to actually, you know, doing what we do here. Um, so you got this dude, and he's coaching his team. And then a man lady, but I, I mean, represents herself as a lady, calls herself trans. She enters the competition. She breaks all the records. And then this guy looks at the rules and he goes, that barely even looks like a lady. Why is that lady able to compete in my lady competition? She doesn't look like a lady. She wasn't born a lady. She's probably taking testosterone on top of her natural testosterone. She's breaking all the records. And so he reads through these Canadian rules and the Canadian rule says, hey, as long as you say you're a lady, we're not asking no questions. You can come compete as a lady. And he goes, fine, I'm going to show off how dumb that is. And you know what he does? He shows up and he breaks that lady's record. Now that lady, who was actually born a man, but now identifies as a lady, but at least takes it a little bit more seriously. She's all upset and saying that this guy's making a mockery of it. 
The point being, the whole thing's insane, so good for this guy for making a mockery. Here's what I think. Here's what I think we need to do. You know how, like, they have USADA in the UFC to make sure that you haven't been taking testosterone for too long of a time? I think we need to make committees that if you're a man competing in ladies' sport, you gotta at least give up your dick. I think that's it that simple. We should even have a ceremony for it. Like, maybe, uh... It's got to get presented to, like, the high council of that sport. Like, I feel like that's the sacrifice you need to make if you're going to play in women's sports is you got to sacrifice up your dick. We'll have a nice little fire. Maybe we'll go up and smoke. We can add fancy, beautiful colors to it like it's a gender reveal party, blue, pink, whatever you like. Maybe you can get the ashes. You can start actually wearing it around your neck like it was a loved one, but it's just the ashes of your own penis. That's the sacrifice you want to make if you want to play in women's sports. I mean, if we're going to say that people born as men can become ladies they have to actually go through with it you have to actually become the lady and so even if you're within the process you're slapping the tits on but you still got your wiener you're still a dude you're, you're i mean can we at least say that it's fine for you to be a male who identifies as female but until you're actually doing the thing you can't compete against women in a women's event you still yeah I, 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 like i'm willing to accept your science vagina and that you identify as the other gender but you at least got to go through with it and for the funness of it i do think that we should have a ceremony uh, in which you have to actually present your dick to the high council of the sport, and then they put it up in flames, and then people cheer at the smoke. They embrace the fact that you're uh, so accepting of the new leftist culture norms that people born into a certain body cannot actually be that gender. This could be the highest form of new leftist communist religion, is uh, the ceremony where you give up your penis to the high elders of a sport, and then you get to go beat women in that sport. I think I'm onto something there. And not only do I think I'm onto something, I think that this process should be sponsored by no one other than sheathunderwear.com. Because if there's any company that can, you know, really respect the safe keeping of your penis by, uh, um, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. And in all seriousness, sheathunderwear.com has been with this program now. For two years, we're in our second year of sheath underwear. And guess what? Last week, when I took the week off for turkey bacon, was Robert really calling me up and going, where the hell am I? No, he was pretty cool about it. So be cool and buy yourself some sheath underwear. Because, by the way, we're getting rid of this backdrop. I know I've been saying that, but I, I, got, uh, I met with um, a construction guy. And by a construction guy, I just mean my one friend who happens to have a little bit of experience in construction. Sid from the Shedcast, he came over here. We, we pulled out rulers. And we, usually we just measure our penises. That's usually what we do. And mostly he beats me. But sometimes I win. Don't ask how the science on that works. But, you know, sometimes I'll take a line of blue chews beforehand. But this isn't a blue chew ad. Blue chew doesn't do anything for your penis. We're trying to talk about sheath right now. So forget about blue chew. Blue chew's never sponsored the show. Go take a generic Viagra. Go go show up and, and take some rhino uh, horsepower samurai assholes take over a village Genghis Khan juice from your local bodega, as far as I care. All I'm trying to say is that thanks to the support of our loyal sponsor, Sheath.com, we got some new studio improvements coming soon. And if you've never tried SheathUnderwear.com, it's the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. So, and you're going to see in a minute, you're going to see when we get to this next topic, how important it is actually supporting the sponsors that make content like this happen because in the world we live in this is how much brands help you hate you hate you that was the word i was looking for this is how much brands hate you and now it could be that this was an april fool's day prank that i that i fell for and let me tell you i fucking i'm never reading the news on april 1st or 2nd again 
I'm done with it because I sit there and I'm like, usually I get pissed off at the news. But then in April, like I was reading an article the other day that in Colorado, you're going to have to take a ski lesson before you can even ski on the mountain. I'm like, I only go for two days. How's the ski lesson going to fit in? And I, I'm sitting in my, uh, I was reading the article in a Starbucks. I almost started yelling at the lady next to me. I almost started fucking losing my mind. And, I, and then I realized, oh, it's probably just an April Fool's Day article. But now do I want to go research whether or not it's an April Fool's Day article? Do I want to be going Twitter yelling about these policies? I read like four articles before I realized, oh, it's fucking April 1st. Like, I, I was like, my God, I took one week off from the news and the insanity has ramped up this much. What was the other one that I saw that was just like, I was reading it. Oh, yeah, it was this fake article about Ticketmaster having an option for like all the fees. I think it was off Jan. I was like, what are you, uh, Ticketmaster's actually going to mock me like that? They're just going to tell me off front how many fucking fees I'm going to have to pay? At least, at least, at least lie to me and make it come in after the ticket. All right. So anyways, don't read the news on April 1st or 2nd because everything's so fucking cocky. I mean, uh, just crazy, uh, that how the fuck are you supposed to tell what, what the fact from fiction and what I'm supposed to be mad about and what I'm not supposed to be mad about. So you got Dylan Mulvaney, who is the, uh, the, 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 firstly, she's losing her touch. I want to tell you, I watched this video where I guess she got her big Bud Light paycheck, unless this was an April Fool's Day prank, and she wasn't selling it. She she was falling back into manly kind of talking rhythms. Like, usually, she's really up there going full seven-year-old girl who is, like, in a Disney movie and just got the presents that she was looking for for Christmas. Like, that's usually the energy that she's running with, right? But now... I guess she wasn't excited about the Bud Light sponsorship, and so she was kind of falling out of that. I guess she's a little bit less excited to be a lady now. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but we're at peak socialism, and mainstream brands hate you, and we need to collectively stop supporting them. Because I actually do work in digital advertising, and there are brands that won't touch the content that you love. They don't even care that the consumers purchase that. They mock us by going, listen, we're going to support things that you hate and don't like. Like, even if you like, you don't have a problem with, uh, with trans stuff, you even think that like it's noble and good and people can change their gender. Do you think that there's more profits in Bud Light sponsoring like a Dylan Mulvaney as opposed to like a Shane Gillis? Shane Gillis, funniest, coolest comic dude out there. He's out there fucking, he's talking Bud Light's life. You think Bud Light would ever get, it doesn't matter how big Shane's audience is. Or how, like, how much, how many people would be out there going, oh yeah, I'm living a Bud Light life. You think this is going to push any cans of Bud Light? You want to be living in a world where the only things that can exist are um, drag story musicals? Like, you're going to be talking to your kids. You know, back in my day, there used to be like rock and roll concerts and rodeos and and monster truck rallies, but then for some reason, Monster Energy decided that they were only going to put their money behind... um, uh, uh, the, the, the trans care of America reading group ballerina show rockets of fat people. <laughs> the point I'm trying to get at is either I'm falling for an April fool's day prank here and this didn't actually exist, or this is what peak socialism looks like where companies do not care about profits or market share. They could care less about actually advertising to people because I guess no other beer company can come around and actually, I mean, Bud Light, what is it? It's just some shitty fucking light beer. Why are we drinking it? Make the piss cans of America that supports the content you like beer can. And, and let's just start actually sponsoring good content that people like and then just have that thing make money. All right, let's take a couple comments here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got going on in the chat? 
Um, Wade French, if I bench 315, can I be the strongest lady in Kentucky? Um, no, but I'll touch your tits. I mean, you fucking, you're benching 315? Show me what you're doing, bro. Let's take some pre-energy the next time I'm in Kentucky. Lift some weights. Uh, Bengals. Maybe we deserve this dystopia. I didn't do nothing to deserve this dystopia. Maybe you deserve this dystopia. What are you doing in your free time that you feel like this dystopian reality that we live in is good and that you deserve it? Feel better about yourself, Bengals. All right, next one. Anything goes. Monster Energy is owned by Budweiser. Yeah, I know. It's like every liquor brand here is owned by these German conglomerates that come into our country, and instead of going to war with us, they just you know, put all their money into content that we hate. And that's what they support. All right. What else we got on the show? Oh, speaking about, uh, the profit opportunities of just catering to people, Amsterdam launches campaign, urging rowdy British men to stay away. They don't want it. They, they don't want people coming to their town and having fun anymore. They used to be out there going, Hey, you could smoke weed and bing hookers while you're here. But now they're like, don't, don't come here. We're, we're going family friendly. We're, uh, we're partnering with Bud Light and we're creating ourselves the uh, Dylan Mulvaney shopping experience of Amsterdam. Who's just going to buy and reopen Epstein Island for people just looking to part, but not with the kid part, without that. I mean, who's going to finally just step up and be like, yo, you can, you can, you can rage here. That's what we need. Rage Island. All right. What else I got? We, we, we got some, uh, we got some real news stories coming at you. Oh, we missed that. Uh, that's sad. All right. This was President Biden speaking out. On Trans Visibility Day, here's what President Biden had to say. On Transgender Day of Visibility, we want you to know that we see you just as you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. And how evil is Biden's God? How evil is Biden's God that when, I guess, when God made you in his image, he purposely made you in the wrong gender so that you would have to seek out science to make the correction for God's mistake? pretty uh pretty nasty god that you believe in there mr biden made in the image of god incorrectly by god so god exists i don't remember a bunch of things in religion about the highest formula thing being correcting when god made the mistake about which gender uh you were born into that that but that's Here we go. Let's cover a couple of random topics real quick. Then we're going to call it a show. Good to be back. Good to be back in this living room. Back from my non-vacation of doing nothing productive in my house all week. So here's some quick random topics. Oh, one, telling if you're being a pussy or not. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the news. And I already feel like I'm grooving with the news. We can cover this one another time. Service lets you know whether or not, like, if you're alone doing things... Mike Pence testimony. Oh yeah, they're saying that they're uh, Mike Pence has to testify, which is just going to be like Donald Trump kept calling me a bitch. That's it. You know, he told me to take things out of my asshole and help him in pretending like an election was stolen. Uh, the dollar's over. That's probably just true. You know, go go buy shit while you can. Just enjoy your money before. Uh, I know everyone's like. I'm actually very fascinated in this. I, I hope to get some of the, um, uh, here's some of the people I've been reading. I've been reading some of Keith Wiener stuff. Keith's like, hey, dollar's fine. I mean, gold's better, and we got to do more stuff with gold. 
but you know, your dollar's not going anywhere. You people don't understand it. I like Mish Talk. That guy, Mr. Mish, he's out there and he's going, none of these other currencies are good enough to possibly be the. Who really knows more coverage coming at you? I'm getting distracted because the fucking internet's not working. All right, here we go. Last one. Trump's a clickbait article. This I enjoyed from Trump. I mean, if anyone is still rallying behind Trump, and hopefully Florida does, you know what I'm really hoping? Because he's, uh, I'm going to show this article in a second. Trump is actually giving himself over. He's flying in. And of course, he's flying in going, hey, let's do this the right way. We don't want civil war where DeSantis goes, hey, I'm not giving them up. And then the New York NYPD Blues got to march its way all the way down to South and then fight with all the gator-loving assholes of Florida. I mean, talk about what would be a fun way to just end the country. I mean, if we're going to go out with a blast and make this thing a fun time, that would be the way to do it. NYPD Blue versus Florida. Let's see, see, what, see what side the feds actually take in terms of, uh, it's like a big game of capture the flag, but it's Trump at Mar-a-Lago. There you go. Forget the Ukraine-Russia war. Can New York make its way down to Florida and actually pull Donald Trump's ass back up to New York so that he can face criminal charges of overplaying for a blowjob? $130,000. All right. Anyways. It'd be great, though, if they're like, yeah, yeah, you just got to come in. We just got to fingerprint you. So you just got to fly to New York. And then once he flies into New York, if like literally he just got jumped on by a hundred people of a SWAT team, like instantly he just opens up that door. And for no reason, he gets blindsided, tackled, and then 40 cops just jump on top and they're like, we got him. And then they still are on the news. Well, he wasn't he wasn't coming uh, nicely and gracefully. We knew he was going to land in New York and put up a fight. Uh, but I, I just love how clickbaity Trump is. I saw him on Hannity and he goes, if you made me president, I could fix this Ukraine war in three minutes. I can't tell you what I do. You have to vote for me and then I'll do it. It's the worst Trump impression I've done yet. I think I got one more thing here. All right. So this was, uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, this, uh, this was quite bothersome. I used to be very anti-Starbucks. Not that I really care for Starbucks. I'm not coming in here and supporting Starbucks. One thing I do like about Starbucks is that I've noticed that as inflation has creeped in and everything's become wildly overpriced, suddenly you go into Starbucks, it doesn't seem as overpriced. Because it used to be Starbucks was like the thing that was overpriced. But with all like these other fancy coffee shops and other places, and particularly as I fly, you go to a Starbucks in the airport, this is what I like about Starbucks. It's the same price as a normal Starbucks. They don't jack up their airport prices. A cup of fucking water in the airport is going to cost you $17.50. Starbucks is. I'm going to give you guys the Jew move of Starbucks. You get yourself a double espresso over ice. Dude, that fucking ramps you right in. That's what I like to do. When I land on a flight, I pick myself up a, a double espresso over ice, and then I get out into the world. So I, I, I've started to come to appreciate Starbucks a little bit more uh, just because as a Jew who recognizes price increases, inflation, and good value in a cup of coffee, Starbucks has stepped up its game over the last couple of years. Now, here's what's incredible is that so if you own the Starbucks business, now granted, I don't know their business practices. Just that mom and pop shop can't compete with them. I'm not saying that Starbucks is the most noble business of all time. That's not what I'm trying to say. But for all the people out there who loiter at a Starbucks on a daily basis, buy a single cup of coffee and sit there, and every employee of a Starbucks who has a job, 
who, if they can make money going to do something else, they could just go do that. I got to say that the Starbucks barista job does seem like a bad job uh, for like a minimum wagey type position because that one's busy and stressful. You're up there, you're mixing all the drinks. I don't think you get tipped that well. Like you might as well become like a mixologist bartender type person, except I guess this is like the equivalent of that is like 16 year old. So maybe it's good training. Maybe as a 16 year old, you can't work at a bar yet, but you can memorize all those Starbucks machines. In terms of like $15 an hour, shitty jobs, working that Starbucks barista and fucking mixing the shit, at least it keeps things moving. And then maybe it's good training that later in life you become a bartender. So anyways, you get all these people in Congress and they're giving shit to Starbucks about your union busting. And it's like the guy's running a business. At the end of the day, he's got a successful business. Nobody's forced to shop there. The employees aren't forced to work there. So he must be creating quite a bit of value, both for his employees and for the markets that he serves, unless he's out there and he's actually uh, worked with the government in, in terms of creating licensing laws that other people can't open up coffee shops. And so his entire success is on the back of the fact that uh, he's basically a partner with government, which could be. Maybe Starbucks is actually as evil of an industry as everybody else. And I don't know the inside story of how this Schultz guy has actually partnered with government in terms of creating licensing that no one else can compete with him. And that's why he's so successful. And so when the Democrats go, hey, you're not keeping up your end of the bargain because we gave you all this favorable treatment. But based off the pricing I see at Starbucks and the fact that they haven't jacked up everything relative to the inflation, I don't think they'd be charging 15 bucks a cup of coffee uh, the way dentists charge you if you had the same licensing law. So I don't think that there's a licensing uh, facade that's supporting the Starbucks enterprise. I actually think even though for the longest time I was like an anti-star, I just liked the mom and pops. I didn't like the taste of their coffee. I liked a good cold brew. But then after too many days of being OCD in random town, spending the entire day walking around looking for a good cup of coffee and then sipping a coffee and throwing it right in the garbage going, that's not what I was looking for. I've had some real insane OCD days. I was just like, ah, the Starbucks over ice. I know what it is. It's not that big of a deal. I had to, uh, all right. Anyways, we're not trying to talk about my OCD, trying to save money and then wasting money at the same time. We're trying to talk about these senators sitting there going, how dare you run a business in the way that you want to run a business? Like as if uh, any of these senators who have never run a business, they've never done anything of value to the marketplace, can sit there and tell you how you should be running your company. The guy's successful. There's a reason why he's as successful as he is, and it's because he's able to do something that you guys can't. What, what, what are you guys? You guys are executives in the United States government, which is probably the most failed business of all time. Just wait till the thing actually collapses. Just wait till the, the, the bill comes due on all of the free shit that you've offered people to be in power. That's what your business model is. Hey, we're going to offer free shit so that we can be in power. And then we're going to partner with specific elites where we put laws in place that make sure that they don't have to compete with other people so that goods and services are more expensive, but I can get a kickback and I can remain in power. And then when I leave, they can pay me off for that bribe. So that's what your business model is. Your business model is making sure that there isn't innovation and competition in the market in a structure in which people just pay for goods and services based off of value. And now you're criticizing a person who actually has a working business based off of what expertise? The failed business that you're at and running? Anyway, so amongst all the dialogue of Bernie Sanders, excuse me, sir, it's not true. You could employ your employees more. 
I, as a person who's made millions writing books about not fairness, let me tell you what is not fair. I know this better than anyone. Just look at the millions of dollars that I've made from my books based off of fairness. I am the expert in fairness and what you are doing, good sir. All right, so anyways, this was one good moment from all these videos, uh, from all of these videos, and where Mr. Schultz, once again, I don't love Starbucks. I don't know enough about this guy, but I will say this is one particularly good moment. Let's give it a watch. And it's been said many times by the chairman. I just want to make a point of that. This this moniker billionaire. Let's just get get at that, okay? I grew up in federally subsidized housing. Let me finish. I grew up in federally subsidized housing. My parents never owned a home. I came from nothing. I thought my entire life was based on the achievement of the American dream. Yes, I have billions of dollars. I earned it. No one gave it to me. And I've shared it constantly with the people of Starbucks. And so anyone who keeps labeling this billionaire thing, it's Mr. Schultz, I, I don't mean to cut you off. We have time limits here, and you have well, the I opportunity. Think, I, I'm not cutting no, you it's, off. It's your, it's your moniker constantly. It's unfair. No, it is I not. Earn, you have had more time. Well, I've been generous with the time. No, it is not. I, it is my job to shame you. That is my business model. I make millions of dollars by claiming that you are evil for having your billions of dollars. And so don't tell me at my own committee hearing that I'm not allowed to shame you. That is my job. All right, I'm I think I have sorry. one more topic, and if not, we can call it an episode. Trump, no, we already covered that. There you go. We did the whole show. Not even that big of a deal. It's just 33 minutes. Uh, what am I doing? What, what am I doing with my whole days that we can't do a 33-minute episode? All right, shout out to the episodes. Sheathunderwear.com. Use promo card RYM. You get yourself 20% off. You wear the most comfortable underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. Or you can go to yourself, yokratum.com, home of the $60 kilo. Get yourself an entire kilo of kratum. Sit around bored and pretend like you're at a Passover Seder. Um, that's all I got. Not this week, but every other week. Cafe Bohemia over uh, in New York City. Some report store coming soon. Uh, I have to start putting it together. Email me if you got a porch. Hoping to hit most of the locations that I did last year, but later in the summer so that I have more new material for you guys, which I am trying to work out Wednesday nights at Cafe Bohemia. Keep it all fresh and funny. Of course, live run your mouths are always uh, always fresh and uh, hopefully going to rotate the openers, bring them all to different markets. Uh, hopefully Max. Max is probably going to be the biggest one of the whole summer, even though I don't think he wants us in his lawn again. Um, but you know, we, we got, we're in negotiations probably with his wife. We're probably going to have to bring some briefcases, send over some representatives, come with a better porta potty and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make things work. Cause that's really the hard, the, the heart and soul of summer porch store. Or maybe that one will be by invite only. Uh, we'll figure it all out. But anyways, April 14th, that's the, that's the deadline for submissions. Uh, if you want to submit your house for summer porch store, 2024, dude, I haven't played Philly in forever. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Rambler will help me up. We'll do the barbecue again. Hopefully, we'll be back in D.C. Really would like to go back out to Sandpoint. Maybe I'll hit up Brian. We'll get back to California. Maybe we'll get up to... I actually got a friend who lives in San Fran now. Maybe I'll be able to play San Fran. Anyways, summer porch store coming at you. Excited to get out of the apartment. Um, and uh, hopefully, back to the more regular schedule. Uh, that's all I got. The show's over. I don't even know why I'm still talking. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Back on Wednesday. We'll see you soon.